Well, hello, listener. It's Impolite Coffee Break, the first edition in May. If you're listening to this when it first drops, it's Friday, May 3rd, 2019. I am your host, Yale Hollander. We've got Chris Gardner on the board, making all the sound magic for us today. Executive producer Chris Sear, somewhere up in radio heaven, who will be the uh, deus behind the machina and will do all of the post-production work on this show. It's just you and me today, folks. Again, like last week, we, uh, we had a lovely talk. Um, I hope that uh, you took something away from that. I know it was a learning experience for me. I hope it was a learning experience for you. And uh, so it's just going to be you and I again this week. We'll find some, some good things to talk about. Uh, it's uh, a very rainy day today. Right now we record this at 6.30 in the morning, so the sun isn't even up yet. Um, if there's one thing I don't like, uh, it's driving in the dark. If it's one thing I really, really don't like, it's driving in the dark in the rain. I did both of those things today for you and only you because I knew that this was going to be another special show because today it is once again just you and me. I've been sitting right here the entire time, Yale. Oh, shit. Music! Hello, listener. It's Impolite Coffee Break. I'm your host, Yale Hollander. We've got a special, special guest in the studio this morning. Uh, You know him. You love him uh, from all of his television and movie work. Mr. Sterling K. Brown is going to be here today. But Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got the wrong. You got the wrong Brown. I'm I'm Tom Brown. Uh, Yeah. You're not Sterling K. Brown from This Is Us and no, all, uh, oh yeah, the O.J. Simpson thing. That's no, not, not you. Not me. No, uh, Tom Brown of the South City Comedy Series. Uh, uh, Employed Coffee Break uh, is brought to you by uh, several fine sponsors, uh, including Taco Circus. Taco Circus. Black. at 4258 Schiller. For the time being, they are moving to the hill this summer. But for now, they're at 4258 Schiller. Uh, that's Schiller and Morgan Ford, right in the Bevo neighborhood, right by that big cancer-causing windmill down the road on Gravoy. They're open Mondays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays, 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Fridays and Saturdays, 10 a.m. to 8 p.m. Sundays, 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. Tuesdays, they're closed because they are culinary contrarians. Taco Circus is not open on Taco Tuesday. We're sponsored by the Fortune Teller Bar at 2635 Cherokee. Go in and have a cocktail made with house in-house brewed bitters 
look at the elaborate ceiling, have your palm read, have your tea leaves read, have your tarot cards read. Have another cocktail while you're at it. Who knows what your fortune's going to be. You might need that second drink. You might need that third drink, for all I know. Head across the street to the El Chico Bakery and drown your sorrows in Mexican pastries. That's right, the El Chico Bakery, which is located at the intersection of Cherokee and Texas Avenues, has all of your Mexican-style pastry needs covered, plus tamales on the weekend. Tamales by the dozen from the El Chico Bakery. I've also seen them around at some farmer's markets, too, so you might be able to get some El Chico on the fly. We are sponsored by the Crow's Nest at 7336 Manchester. They are the crown jewel of downtown Maplewood. Got a hankering for some delicious pub grub? You can get it at the Crow's Nest. Got a hankering for a craft cocktail? They've got them at the Crow's Nest. Got a hankering for a craft beer? They've got them at the Crow's Nest. Got a hankering for a more pedestrian beer, like a stag or a packed blue ribbon? They've got it at the Crow's Nest. Got a hankering for me to quit saying hankering? Your wish is my command. We are also sponsored by King Edwards Chicken and Fish at 8654 Watson on the eastern cusp of Crestwood, Missouri. Chicken and fish so good you will renounce the throne of England to spend the remainder of your days with your beloved American fried cuisine. That's King Edwards Chicken and Fish on Watson Road. Tom Brown. Yep. It is a pleasure to have you here today. I knew that it was you. It was a big pull, pull a trick on the, uh, the Tom Brown guy. That's and... right. That's right. You know, um, I, don't, I don't need Sterling K. Brown in here. I mean, what's he going to talk about? What's he done lately? Uh, some St. Louis commercials? That's As far as I know, that's, yeah. a, that's all he's been and doing. I, I try not to watch This Is Us. I find it a little melodramatic for my taste, but my wife loves it. Well, as an English major, I am, of course, am am offended by the fact that it's not called "These Are We," uh, but uh, still, uh, yeah, we'll let both that are go. not good titles. But no, yeah. no, that's um, I, it, it, it's it's fine for what it is. I guess it beats watching House Hunters International. Housewives, so. uh, of, yeah, or the of, yeah, yeah, Real Housewives. So many of those shows out of my household that, uh, yeah, not good. Yeah, not no, good. not at all. So, uh, so Tom, uh, you of course are a comedian and a comedy producer and a comedy producer. All right, that's. Uh, I mean, I, yeah, granted, yeah, it just sounds a little highfalutin for what I do. Well, let's 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 talk about it. Um, let's yeah. talk about it a little bit because um, directly or indirectly, you are uh, you're kind of responsible for me. Um, to be oh, quite, I am sorry to everyone. <laughs> I've made a lot of mistakes in my life. I didn't realize this was one of them. Yeah, you you spawned me. No, I, uh, back, uh, you know, back, I should say back in the day, but I'm yeah. going to. Uh, back in the day when I was, before I started doing stand-up, um, I kind of made my local reputation, you could say, as being a uh, routine 
uh, smart-assy contributor uh, on Donnybrook, the uh, public, yeah. long-running public affairs show on uh, the Nine Network, Channel 9, here in St. Louis, Missouri, uh, when they finally entered the early 21st century in the year uh, 2012, I want to say it was, and started allowing viewer tweets uh, to be broadcast on the call-in portion of the show. Uh, that's when I made my bones, and somewhere along the line, I had made a comment uh, that was snarky enough that it got your attention. Oh, wow. And you started following me on Twitter. Uh, I think you followed me first. I'm like, oh, follow back. I remember like sitting on the toilet seat. I'm like, who's Yale Hollander? So, okay. somewhere, somewhere along the line, there was an intersection yeah, somewhere. along the Donnybrook plane. I don't know if... Yeah, it, yeah I, I, I don't Maybe recall Maybe I was what watching was. Donnybrook at the time. It, like, like, I saw this, like, oh, well, this schmuck. Yeah. I don't remember it, but... But in any event, so it's like, wait a minute. We have a local comedy scene? I had no idea, and I started looking into it, and the next thing you know, um, I kind of jumped into it. So, wow. were it not for you, I might not, not, have, uh, I might not have known about uh, local comedy. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to blame it all on you. Awesome. Let's not tell that story to other people. <laughs> well, good thing nobody listens to this. That's not Why true. Why am I here? That's Why not, am I here? Yeah, that's not true, sponsors. Everybody listens. We've got billions and billions of unique listeners. It's um, not a Bangladeshi, Bangladeshi click farm. It's yeah. not. All of, all of whom should be uh, listening and subscribing and rating and reviewing on iTunes. You can find us via Impolite Company, which is our, uh, our parent and patron uh, podcast. That's uh, a lot of peas in there, but that's okay. Uh, Don't pop those peas. That's that's run by Chris Sear, who's got a lot of C's, uh, not unlike my law school transcript. Heyo. But you are a a local comedian, a local comedy producer, among other things. You also have a background in politics. Oh, yes? do we have to talk about that? Of course oh, we do. Come on, Yale. This being this being, again, you know, uh, this show is recorded uh, a good 48 hours before it actually drops into the podcast universe. Can so we just pretend it's Friday already when so we talk about all the crazy stuff that happened on Thursday? That's right. Can you believe it? It's, it's, it's whack. Well, I do, I do want to talk about that. I, you know, in the news of the week portion of the show, a.k.a. 100% old news, yeah. by the time you hear it, uh, it has been a landmark week. Here in the St. Louis metropolitan area as the county executive <laughs> of St. Louis County, a.k.a. kind of the, the mayor, so to speak, of St. Louis County, the lord over the 7,962 independently chartered municipalities that comprise St. Louis County. He uh, walked away with his tail between his legs after finally being indicted yeah um, uh, on corruption charges yeah uh pay to play doesn't really work in the digital age anymore because ev almost everything's recorded there's records of everything you're gonna get caught yeah and they they got him old school yeah i mean they actually had audio recordings i guess yeah uh of of some of his stuff because i saw some of the transcripts but I mean, anyone could audio, like, the thing with Missouri is it's totally legal for, like, we're a single-party uh, consent state for recording. All I need to say is, I want to record this, drop the recorder in my pocket, and just no one else needs to know. Yeah, that, yeah. That's, that's exactly Have I right. done that myself? Eh, maybe. <laughs> I have. Yeah. Uh, I've, I've definitely, having run my own have business. Have I had it done on myself? Oh, yeah, I have. Oh, I'm sure both, I have, Both too. ways, yeah. 
I'm sure I'm sure probably everybody probably walks around with a recorder in their yeah. pocket when they're talking with me. I mean, that's just probably a good idea. Good thing we have all the microphones set up now. Yeah, a- absolutely. So absolutely. at least the sound quality of our indictments later will be. That's right. That's right. It'll be it'll be uh, uh, vinyl worthy. Yeah. You know, uh, so for be very warm. Next year's record store day will be a transcript yeah. of, of this broadcast. It'll be awesome. But no, uh, Steve Stinger indicted on corruption charges, uh, bribery, activities relating to the cover-up of said bribery. Uh, this is a guy who, if this Better Together initiative where the St. Louis City and St. Louis it's County reunite after a century and a half of... of uh, uh, Divisiveness. Will, yes. Uh, yeah, yeah, divisiveness. Yeah, call or, or, that. Yeah. You know, if this if this reunion happens, he would have essentially been the mayor of Super St. Louis. Yeah, uh, uh, that would and, have been super bad. Yeah, and now he's out on his super arse. Um, and here we are approaching the one-year anniversary of Missouri's governor. Oh, right. Having resigned uh, for multiple reasons, really. I mean, the unofficial reason why he resigned is because um, the... Uh, uh, unwilling participant in his uh, sex dungeon extortion slash bribery, hey, whatever what? you want to call it. He was just game. reaching out to the BDSM community. He was, right. He was, he, he, well, he was reaching out to the, the different constituency groups and just trying to find his niche. Yeah, that was, the, that was the unofficial reason why he resigned. The official reason why he resigned is because he was basically running uh, a sham charity that was uh, uh, fueling his campaign that quite... Honestly, he probably didn't even really need in in yeah. order to win uh, the Missouri election. But you know, um, it's it's interesting that all of this stuff happens, and the the timing could not have been worse. Really, all of this stuff happens right as Missouri goes through its legislatively mandated uh, change in license plate format. I think oh, it's once, uh, once every 20 years or whatever, uh, we have to change the design of the license plate, which means we had a golden opportunity to change our state motto in time for those things to start getting printed. But you know, the prisoners are already at work getting those things out. So it's too late, but I would have loved for our new state motto to be Missouri, not quite Illinois, but we're getting there. Ah, uh, uh, which, of course, brings us to our next topic. Another governor of Illinois under investigation, J.B. Pritzker. What nine, a shock. Nine months, uh, it, I th- not even nine months, I don't think. It was like five months into his, his term as Illinois governor, and he's already under the microscope uh, for some corruption. Call me not shocked. Yes. I'm a dyed-in-the-wool Democrat for the, probably till the day I die. Everything about that guy smelled from day one, but it was, I guess he wasn't rounder, so cool. Yeah, there you go. There you go. We're, we're just looking for a different flavor of crook this time. Yeah, basically. Though there, I had a weird pattern of my life when I, uh, I was in New York State when uh, Elliot, or was Elliot Spitzer, Spitzer. Got, uh, got caught with a bunch of stuff. I, I think it was like just run-of-the-mill sex stuff, and he resigned. And then I moved to Illinois about a year later. Blagojevich goes down. And then I moved to Missouri. And then here we eight go years later, the governor goes away. Here, here we go again. Well, I'm, I'm glad you actually brought up the Spitzer thing because uh, 
Missouri, St. Louis in particular, had a Spitzer before there was a Spitzer. Spitzer, of course, was a longtime attorney general of the state of New York before he was governor of New York. Yep. And uh, he liked to take credit, I know, for uh, you know cleaning up uh, New York City, uh, particularly in the area of uh, the fine arts of vice crime. Uh, and then it turns Something out Something you are that, very familiar with, I'm yeah, sure. Uh, of course, of course. And uh, then, uh, then he was busted, of course, uh, in uh, the big uh, prostitution sting. Okay, it was. It was. I can't remember if it was just like a, a fair, something more nefarious than that. Yeah, he was. He was uh, scooting down, scooting down to D.C. If I'm not mistaken, and and uh, had uh, had uh, a, a prostitute down there uh, that he was uh, affiliating with, so to speak. But you know, we did that shit. 25 years ago, we had a circuit attorney, the St. Louis circuit attorney prior to uh, D. Joyce Hayes, uh, was a guy named George Peach. Yes, that's right. Oh, that's a, it's not a good sex scandal name. Well, the, we'll, we'll get into that. Uh, George Peach, actually, at one time, his nickname, I kid you not, was the unimpeachable Mr. Peach because oh. he was considered to be uh very above uh, it all yes very much above it all and uh, moral superior and he actually was was um doing raids on local video stores uh to basically bust people for operating back rooms you know for operating the special the special set section of the uh video store, uh, video store uh where uh, you uh, had to know the password or whatever to get back there, he was busting those people and trying and to put a password. Family video, just like it's back there. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, that, well, it was the '90s. It was a little more clandestine time, oh, I yeah. guess. But anyway, he was. Yeah, he was. He was uh, cleaning up uh, the prostitution and the pornography, and he was actually advocating for mandatory jail terms for anybody peddling adult videos in video stores and all that stuff. And lo and behold. Uh, as part of a broader investigation into um, some alleged financial uh, misdeeds on the part of Mr. Peach, it comes out to find <laughs> out that some of that money uh, that he was apparently siphoning off of other sources uh, was fueling his habit of going to the airport Marriott, checking in under the name of Larry Johnson... And soliciting prostitutes. Wow. And one day, Mr. Johnson uh, solicited the services of an outcall massage service where he requested a happy ending that he offered to pay for, uh, at which point in time the masseuse pulled out her badge ah. and the jig was up. So, Amongst other things. Yes. So Larry Johnson, and this, of course, was at a time when... Um, Larry Johnson was a very large professional basketball player for the uh, original Charlotte Hornets. Ah, so yes. why anybody would use that particular name uh, is beyond me. Yeah, make himself feel a little bit better, you know. Why be a peach when you can be a Johnson? That's right. That's so. Anyway, so yeah, all of the uh, all of the uh, peach metaphors and 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 nicknames. Butts. We're talking about butts and dicks. That's right. That's right. So, uh, 
So yeah, so that was that was I think still um, our best political scandal. I mean the Greitens thing, okay, that was all right, but you know well, a guy who basically they, made his no. bones, no pun intended, yeah. on uh, cracking down on vice crimes, uh, meeting his bitter end, so to speak. Well, um, he knew where to look. Well, that this is true. This is true. I mean, it was uh, it was field research, I guess. Yeah. I, I was this is, I was stinging you. This is this is my sting. No, no, no. You don't understand what's going on. I'm stinging you. Yeah. That's how that went down, I'm assuming. So <laughs> it comes to find out that the unimpeachable Mr. Peach not only was busted for this activity, but it had been going on for 10 years. Wow. The entirety of his term. I mean, literally from day one. He so was, probably before he was that, doing too. shit. So, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so anyway, all of that to say that, that you've got this, this prior life in the political oh, world. Wow, Did that... you ever see anything that, I mean, no. I, you know, not even necessarily for people that you worked with or worked for, but any crazy stuff like that that you ever saw when you were in politics? No. Uh, no. No, nothing, that, no, nothing to that level. And, no, and and you people did this... were smart enough to keep that away from me. I guess I didn't want to. I don't. It's not something I would want to talk about in the future. Uh, they knew you'd squeal. Uh, yeah, they figured you for yeah. a narc. Pretty much. Yeah. And... I mean, my first the first job I worked on, they all thought I was a Republican spy. So. Well, I mean, you know, you are wearing a tie. Yeah, I have to go to work after this. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you do look very professional, so I can yeah. see why they might they might think that. Uh, and uh, I guess I guess we should go a little bit deeper back now. Um, you have been in St. Louis for how long now? Nine years. Nine years. Yeah, a little okay. over nine years. Yeah. And were you doing the political thing uh, in Michigan as well? Uh, I mean, I started. Uh, well, yeah, that's where I started in college, working on local stuff. Yeah. And, you know, then left Michigan for Texas, Mississippi, Ohio, New York, New Mexico. And in all that time, no, no political funny stuff, huh? No, man. Uh, I mean, most most things you would call political funny stuff are just lo- super large donations, but in states where those were legal anyway. So, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say I would think Michigan. There's a lot of a lot of union money. Yeah, I was of... I, I was an intern on the '04 presidential race, like locally in Michigan. I didn't see any of that. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, mostly so like '04 would have been carried. Yeah. Arguing with old be... people, calling me a terrorist supporter, like. Nice, yeah. nice. So, uh, and then uh, you, locally here, you've worked with mostly local candidates? Mostly local, um, some one statewide um, at a city, a city race. Gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. It's the yeah. city stuff that made me like, you know what, nope. Yeah, well, and... Whole and, lot of nope. Yeah, well, I, uh, I grew up in, in our state capital of Jefferson City, yeah. so, I mean, you know, you, you couldn't avoid politics there. And, yeah, no, it's hard. I interned for three years um, during law school in the state treasurer's office at a time when um, the state treasurer was in his second term and he was term limited uh, out. So he does what any good you know state office holder would do when they're term limited Nothing. out: run for governor. Oh. And uh, it was, uh, and this was on the Republican side, and it was a, it was basically all of the. Uh, rep- Republican office holders, except for the state auditor, were all running against each other to be the next governor because the governor was also term limited yeah. out. That would have been uh, John Ashcroft at that time. So it was it was my boss, Wendell Bailey, the state treasurer, 
running against uh, governor. Uh, running against uh, the attorney general Bill Webster. Uh, who eventually went to jail on corruption charges. But of course the Attorney General went to jail on corruption charges. That's just <laughs> I, the way it works. I, I'm, not, uh, I'm not saying that I had a part in that, but um, I definitely had a part in that <laughs> because I was the intern that under the auspices of um, reviewing um, the uh, outbound checks through the state treasurer's office, uh, basically found all of the kickbacks to his political donors who right. were receiving money under the state's second injury fund. Long story, but bottom line yeah. is I played a small part in uh, Bill Webster Brought him down. going to jail. Of course, he went to jail after he beat my boss out mm -hmm. for the Republican nomination. And then the right. third guy that was running um, in that Republican primary was some dude named Roy Blunt. I don't know what happened to him. Uh, yeah, uh, total loser. Uh, Con consigned to the dustbins yeah. of history. Never did anything uh, ever again. No, the, the, the fun thing there, of course, is that uh, Roy, who actually was kind of unofficially the hand-picked candidate of John Ashcroft, even though he couldn't say anything about it, uh, even that couldn't get him the nomination. And then, you know, some 12 years later, his idiot son ends up falling into the yeah. governor's office <laughs> for four of the most nondescript years ever in the history of, of Missouri politics. If there are nondescript years in Missouri politics, it might not have been that bad. Yeah, well. When they're descript, they're bad. It, most of the years are descript. Yeah, it, it, it was at a point in time where, and again, this was, I want to say, this was uh, 2004, I guess, is when Matt Blunt uh, was uh, Missouri governor, so 2004 to 2008, uh, and I went to high school with this guy, and it's like, this guy is now governor of the state? What, what have I done wrong with my life? I mean, this guy literally won an election based upon his name. Yeah. Uh, which I, I guess is not that unusual. I mean, you know, John Quincy Adams, George W. Bush. But yeah. I took it as a personal affront, and I really Barack don't. Obama. Yeah. I, oh, yes, because he... Yeah. Uh, There's the he, name recognition on that one. Right. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, well, there may be another Obama running for president one of these days. So you never know. Um, so, all right. So uh, that's, uh, that's politics. Um we're we gonna talk about oh. my show ever. Well, we are gonna talk okay. about your show. I do. I do want to. I, I do want to give one more unsolicited plug before we go to that. While we're on the subject of local politics, uh, friend of local comedy Jay Kanzler and friend of mine Ray Hartman. Speaking of Donnie Brook, as we were earlier, uh, now I have a radio show every weeknight from nine to eleven on the Big Five Fifty KTRS uh, Five Fifty AM. Uh, listen to it on their app. Uh, you get a much clearer sound than crappy AM radio. It's called St. Louis in the Know. Uh, they're talking local politics. They're talking local culture. Um, as uh, we uh, record this podcast today, they have just completed their second show. It's very good, and because we don't technically compete with them, I can plug them. So uh, by all means, uh, good luck to Jay Kanzler and Ray Hartman on the new Enterprise, and everybody listen to them. But let's talk about... Comedy. Yay! Laughy, Yay. laughy stuff. The stuff you tuned in for. How long have you been? How long have you been doing the comedy thing? The comedy thing. Uh, well, it depends on the, what avenue of it. Uh, uh, I've been doing stand up for almost four years now. Uh, I had a big 
hiatus between like I used to do a lot of improv. Uh, okay. Did improv in college, two thousand one through two thousand six. Yes, and and then moved. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Uh, and then I moved after like a really rough political campaign and I was at like a mental, like just beaten down point. Like what made me happy? What used to be? Oh, improv. I'm going to move to Chicago and study improv. That thing I said I was going to do out of college. And then I moved there the week the recession hit and it was like totally, uh, yeah, yeah, it was not good timing. Comedy's all about timing and mine was bad. Yeah. Well, sometimes bad timing makes for good yeah. comedy. Yeah. Very good. Uh, if you're Neil Hamburger, I yeah. suppose. Um, so did politics at all drive? I mean, was that a was that a catalyst for you, or was it? Um, I mean, if you look, if you go back, if you go back to my catalog of my earlier material, which you'll find nowhere, uh, it was a lot, a lot more political stuff when I started because it was kind of what I knew. And then as things got weirder in the political realm, I've kind of backed away from it a little bit. You'll hear something, you know, every once in a while, and my and what I'm doing, and that's pol- vaguely political, but. More on the surface level, like, hey, what's stupid about this? Let's uh, let's make fun of that for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, there's 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 plenty of that to be mined in politics, but there's plenty of that to be mined somewhere else. And, yeah, I mean, and, yeah, tr- Trump at this point is like, oh my god, you must love the Trumps. No, I don't. It's not good for my comedy because the guy does and says dumber and dumber and crazier things than I can come up with on a regular basis. Why there's nothing to mine there? It's been it's scorched earth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Why uh, you know why try and gild the lily when the stuff yeah. speaks for itself? Uh, then you're just you know kind of speaking to the obvious. So yeah. no, that's 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 completely understandable. But yeah, I mean, uh, I know now you know uh, clearly your 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 uh, comedy is 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 largely a apolitical. Um, although I do enjoy, although that's really not political, but the whole. Uh, uh, what St. Louis is good at. Oh, uh, yeah. That whole, yeah. That whole routine. I guess that's not really political, but yeah, it's, it's, it's more uh, cultural it, than Yeah, anything. it's cultural more than political. It's, uh, yeah. Murder and STDs. The answer yes. is murder and STDs. We're number one. Now, do you find that the work that you did, you know, because, you know, obviously working in politics, you're, you're, you're community organizing and you're, you're uh, motivating and marketing and, and reaching Mostly out harassing to people. people. Go do this thing for me. Otherwise, the world's going to end. Ex- exactly. Do you find that that has been an asset to you from the production side? Because, you know, we oh, talk the, about those shows. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, that's just like, I mean, that's easy. So I, send them, I, I figure out who I want. I send messages to people if they want to do it or not. If they don't want to do it, I go on down the list. Who else would I want on the show? All right, cool. They can do it. Boom, they're on. So we've, uh, you've got your, I'm going to call it your flagship now. I mean, yeah. because it is. I mean, it's be, it, has, it has become it's a, a thing. St. Louis comedy institution. I oh, mean, you know, oh, an institution it, now. All right. Well, I don't want to. Look, if you, if, if you make it past two months yeah, that's true. In, in the independent comedy scene, I mean, you're an institution. I okay. Mean, let's, let, uh, let's, yeah. let's face it here. And you're going on, gosh, it's. Uh, Six to eight al- months. Almost the uh, the first show there was last June. Oh uh, wow! Yeah, okay. we it was monthly. We did uh, a a June July, July show. I skipped August, and then we went weekly starting September eighth of last year. Okay, well let's let's backtrack a little bit because we're doing a little bit of inside baseball yeah. here. The show is the South City Comedy Series. At Apotheosis Comics. At Apotheosis Comics. Long title, I know, but I wanted something descriptive, and I, wacky times at the comic store. No. It was originally like, 
comedy or comics at com- or comics and comics, and it's yes. like uh, it feels a little confusing. Yeah. So how did that how did that come about? Talk about how the 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 origin story. Of- okay. Uh, well, I've been wanting to do like a weekly, like a Saturday night, like kind of showcase style show. Uh, and I just couldn't really ever think of like a, a good vent, like because bars, like no, you can't do it every week, you know. And I was maybe even thinking about like maybe I can uh, rent out a little space and you know try to make a make a go of that. But it's just I could never think of how to make that work financially either. Uh, so my friend Martin, uh, who owns, uh, Apotheosis Comics, opened it up as a, uh, got a liquor license last year and Woo-hoo! he had a little lounge in there. I'm like, Hey, what would you think about having a comedy show there? And originally the pitch was a, a monthly show. Um, and he was like all for it. Uh, and then, uh, I don't know, some conversation after me, after having a couple beers or something with him, <laughs> uh, like, Hey, how about we make it, make it weekly? So like, yeah, let's make it weekly. I was like surprised he said yes. I was like, yeah, let's do it. Yeah, that you know that uh, is that's a tough one to pull off for a lot of reasons. Yeah, uh, to have a, a a weekly comedy show. But the the thing that is really remarkable, at least in my uh, estimation, about this is it's really tough to get a venue on a Friday or a Saturday yeah. night. And for you to have a venue every Saturday night, every Saturday night, yeah. that's you know that's quite a coup because you know weekends are ordinarily you know the it's it's all you know clubs mm-hmm. and then the the traditional I guess you could say bars and other venues where you're ordinarily going to find comedy shows they don't want to restrict yeah there are people you know, talking there are people out of the bar yeah. on a Saturday night out there to talk and you know try to get their you know parts to touch yeah, yeah but you know by by the nature of the fact that you're in what i would consider a non-traditional comedy venue yeah. you've got the luxury of somebody saying yeah this is something that's going to really distinguish us so yeah. it it works from both sides oh yeah totally. you've yeah. got a, a very interesting um point of curiosity for other people what i and and that's what i love doing mm-hmm. as as well is kind of uh, fitting comedy into these non-traditional venues and getting people interested yeah. not only in that but interested in, in the, the whole, comics and the whole pitch. Going yeah, it was it's, it was an interesting setup in there because originally we did it in the window of, of like the storefront. Yes, I remember uh, that. which was kind of it had like a nice little like you know uh, what was it Amsterdam hooker vibe. Yes, um, which was kind of fun. You know, I, I, also to get these weird laughs would be a homeless guy doing something weird behind me. You know, uh, yeah. Like I'm really fun. Oh no, it's just that that guy behind me doing something weird. Uh, and then uh, Martin, uh, the store owner, uh, bought or built a stage in the back with uh, some shag red car- carpeting covering it. Which oh yeah, brings I love me that. back to my childhood. The the bar my dad always took me to. I love that red shag, shag carpeting. carpeting on the walls. I had so that it's... in my bedroom oh, growing man. up. So yeah, that every time I Yale sex pad. Yeah, every time I you know, go in. You know, go in and, and do a show or watch a show there. It's uh, like, oh, there's the Red Shack character. Yeah. Matter of fact, one time when I was, um, I was I, I, that wasn't the night I was hosting. That was the night I was just one of the one of the comics on there, and I actually made a comment about us. I may have been conceived on this carpet. I, yeah, so, nice. 
Yeah, it's nice. a it's a it's a it's a good throwback. Yeah. But no, it it is it's it's very cool. I mean, yeah, yeah. we have some it, act, like some light actual lighting now for for set yes. up. Uh, oh, Martin was very yeah. very proud. Oh yes, of his well, light. Be, yes, yes. yes. No, he was he 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 showed me that the night that I hosted, he was there and mm-hmm. he was he that was a that was an interesting story because um, the week after I hosted was the week that you had um, the touring comic. Um, why is the name? Uh, Palasek? Yeah, yeah, Michael Palasek. Yeah. Michael Palasek was on. And I guess Martin got his weeks mixed up, mixed up and yeah. he thought that it was the week that I was hosting. Oh, originally it was supposed to be, and then it fell through. And yeah. he starts posting on Instagram. Oh, this, man. This guy... We've got a we've got a comedian in here now that's done Comedy Central, and it's a picture of me. <laughs> it's like no, no, I've watched Comedy Central. I have, uh, yes, I have watched Comedy Central. Oh man, I may have uh, cracked a joke or two while walking on Central Avenue in Clayton, uh, but uh, I uh, no, I, I so it was uh, it was it was rather funny, but yeah. uh, that's that's all right. Whoops. But while we're, while we're on the subject of, um, comedy shows in non-traditional venues, um, you also run an occasional show occasional. at a cigar store. Yeah. Talk uh, about the 66 cigar comedy show. Oh, uh, we don't have an established date anymore. Uh, but I, we're going to bring it back at one point. It's just a matter of me getting with the owners and yeah. getting it set up again. But it's, uh, it's a situation where, uh, I got a message about like doing a, sto- a show there back in like, uh, I want to say 2016. Yeah. Um, that's when it started. That's when I remember it. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, it's a cool venue. Uh, you know, it's, uh, you know, it's been BYOB plus, you know, buy your own, buy a cigar there and smoke filled. You know, good comedy comes in smoke filled rooms sometimes, you know. And yeah, well, I mean, and it's kind of a throwback to your political days too. A little bit, uh, you yeah. know. This is this is a literal smoke filled yeah. room rather than a proverbial smoke filled yeah. room. But no, they're very proud actually of yeah. their air handling system. Oh, they are very so proud. It yeah. is not a it is not a terribly smoke filled. No, room. it is not. I've I've at one of the early shows there. I remember uh, I came back, you know. Took a shower after it didn't smell that bad. But the next yeah. night, I did a show down at like in Peevely in Jeffco. Oh, where, where there's smoke, no smoking. Yeah, and I was just like, it was all cigarette. It just was. I, I I could put my arm up to my my, my face area. Just wanted to vomit. Yeah, because it was so I, it's so bad. But that at sixty six cigar, their their air filtration system is awesome. Yeah, it's it's it's. I love everything about I, I love everything about that place. I mean, I am a a cigar smoker, yeah. so. Uh, I love going down there, and they've got the big comfy chairs, and mm-hmm. and uh, the owners, uh, uh, Jay and Beth, are fantastic people. Awesome people. Brought a yes. brought a friend of mine uh, in there uh, one night, and Jay actually ended up keeping the place open an extra half an hour because we were just sitting and bullshitting the whole yeah. time. I mean, lost track of time. Yeah, that'll happen. So no, so that's a that's a great place, and we love the fact that uh, they like to have comedy there, and yep. I love the fact that you're doing comedy in these these non-traditional venues um you know it's 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 an inspiration i mean i'm doing Aww. a comedy show in a bike shop now yeah well, the spokes and jokes it's, uh, it's jokes and spokes jokes because somebody somebody had already somebody had already taken spokes and oh jokes. wow okay so yeah, yeah. someone i think You're somewhere not, in yeah, not, minnesota uh, i think somebody's right. got a spokes and jokes so yeah it's uh jokes and spokes what, what, wouldn't there up there be galucks and yucks probably yeah I, I, I don't know. I might yeah. uh, get your galucks out. I don't know. That sounds like a thing. Could no, be. It's not. Could be. Uh, all I know is 
hot dish uh, and Ludafisk. That's, you know, and Garrison Keillor, although I don't think we can talk about him anymore because he's a naughty boy. Didn't that go away for him or something? I don't know. Well, he retired. Okay. And he turned the Prairie Home Companion over to uh, Chris Thiele, who is the lead singer and mandolinist from the band Nickel Creek. And he is that was, a Nickelback like cover band? Uh, I hope not. Yeah. It certainly doesn't. On the sound mandolin. Like it. Yeah. I, well, I, I think I'd listen to some Nickelback if played oh, on the mandolin. Oh, yeah. It's, no. That's ter- I mean, I'm not I want crazy to hear about how either. terrible it sounds. Yeah, like I'm that. not. I'm not crazy about either. But no. So Chris Thiele, uh ran the show as Prairie Home Companion for I want to, I want to say about a year, uh, and then all of a sudden um, it came out that uh, Garrison Keillor was a, a naughty, naughty man. Yeah. And uh, so he, he was a cha- naughty boy. He changed the name of the show to uh, Live from Here. Uh, so there is no more Prairie Home Companion, although the show and the format yeah. is pretty much the same, still the yeah. same uh, without uh, the Lake Wobegon stuff. Yeah. Uh, Lake Weebegon. It's yes. Lake Weebegon now. Yeah, we changed it just slightly. Right. Lake Weed Be Gone, brought yeah. to you by Ortho. Ortho. Right. So that covers Tom Brown, the domestic comic. Tom Brown, the St. Louis comedy institution. But Tom Brown also gets out there. That's true. You've done. Try. You've done a couple of festivals, haven't you? I've done two festivals at this point, both in Michigan. They okay. love me in Michigan. They love you. In, well, you're from, from Michigan. There, but you know, yeah. you can take the boy out of Michigan, but you can't take the. Wait a minute. No, that's backwards. Yeah. I think because you actually. Go I am out there. of Michigan. Talk. Talk. Talk, talk about festivals. I mean, I've done the local one. I've done the Flyover Comedy Festival the last two years. Cool here. for you, man. Now yeah. you're rubbing it in. Oh, shit. Sorry. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but uh, mostly more as an employee than as a... Okay, yeah. as I, a I, I have volunteered. For a volunteer, uh, yeah, yeah, I should yeah. say. That's more than, you know, I, I ran the open mic last year. I hosted the open mic the year before that, so... Um, but I was on the shirt one year, so that was oh, cool. Oh, that's, yeah. 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 Not made the shirt. Not made the shirt. Well, there's always, maybe you'll be shirt worthy this year. Who knows? Hopefully. But anyway, you've made other people's shirts. They don't, they don't put my names on other shirts uh, at other places. That's kind of a nice thing they do here. Uh, oh, wow. But uh, no, I did, uh, I've done Laugh Fest, uh, Gilda's Laugh Fest this year in Grand Rapids, Michigan, which is huge, huge comedy festival. It's probably one of the biggest in the country. Wow. Like 50,000 people attend shows there every Holy year. Crap. It's a 10 day festival. They raise money for Gilda's house. It helps families with, you know, people are like you're going through cancer. It gives them a place to stay. Uh, it's, you know, very important to me as well, uh, that charity. Uh, and then the other one I did uh, was a year before in uh, Oscoda, Michigan. That uh, Paul Bunyan? Yeah, Paul Bunyan Comedy Festival up in Oscoda, uh, which was great because it's like an hour and a half from where I grew up, so my parents were able to come, and uh, I you know, just had a good couple fun days in, in northern, northeast Michigan, just you know, enjoying the, watching the L.A. guys get hammered because the drink prices are so low. <laughs> and and, and that, is, that is the fun thing about festivals and about uh, doing comedy on the road, because you've, you've, you've branched out, you've done comedy on the road. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. I wouldn't call myself a road comic yet. But. Well, no, but I mean, you, you know, you're, I, I wouldn't either, but, yeah. you know, I, I wouldn't call myself an international comic, but I've done shows in London. Hey, so. yeah, I have not done shows in London, so there you go. Uh, so, but it's, it, it's fun because... Yeah, I, would, I was down in Texas not too long ago, too. So, that's right. Yeah, yeah like Austin. Yeah, Austin. I did yeah. a couple shows in Austin, yeah. Yeah, so that's yeah. So one, one of them was also in a smoke-filled room, but it wasn't cigars. No, oh, what did you? The Willie Nelson's basement. It, it, or I think it may have been Willie Nelson's basement. Yeah, 
Nice. And happy happy belated birthday to Willie Nelson. Yeah. He had a birthday. I think he's 83, yeah, something like that. So he's not listening. No. Um, no, he's he's really not. Uh, maybe he is. I maybe cool. It'd be cool if he was, though. Yeah, if he's getting really yeah. stoned and he just hits a random yeah. a random tile on his iTunes or whatever. Yeah. And, this and is good stuff right here. Up, I don't up know. pops impolite coffee break. Yeah. So. But it's, you know, as a as a showrunner, I know you're not comfortable with the term producer, I guess. Uh, you know, doing festivals and doing comedy on the road, I mean, that, that starts kind of the network network a little bit yeah rolling. i'm getting like i'm getting uh, you know i've uh, i had uh, josh lanzett in uh from la a couple weeks he was going to be in st louis anyway but i, I knew that because i met him at laugh fest we, yeah we did a show together uh super funny dude and it was uh good to have him in he's mostly you wouldn't really be, know him yet from anything he's been on a bunch of pilots but that's how you but that's so how cool. you get exposure yeah. though is that you know you meet people yeah and then yeah, you know, they put you on their show or you put them on, on your show and then other people get to know them. Yeah. It's I mostly mean, me putting them on my show. Well, well yeah. <laughs> at there's... this point. But it's, travel for me is hard. Work-wise, my work schedule's kind of goofy. Yeah. So it gets a little harder. Yeah. No, I, and, you know, I'm the, I'm the same way. I mean, you know, yeah, I've done shows in London, but it's not like I booked a tour over there. I was over there for work and found a couple of guys through Christian Lawrence, I should add, uh, uh, former I thought guest. you were going to say through Christian Mingle. Yeah, through Christian Mingle. Yeah, yeah I would Same thing. get on there. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, uh, our, our mutual friend Christian Lawrence and friend of the show, he was on a few weeks ago. Um, he had some connections over in London. And uh, so actually those connections themselves didn't work out, but they led to connections to other people that did work out. So uh, I got on some, some shows over there, which was really cool. Uh, but then um, I did meet up with the connection with Christian at um, one of the big comedy clubs there and uh, at least got to hang out with some of the other comics, oh, even cool, though yeah. uh, they didn't have any stage time for me. Yeah. I at least got kind of, you know, the, the comics privilege of being able to hang out in the bullpen and stuff like that. And uh, Tom is battling a cold, if you, yeah. if you didn't know. So uh, 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 bonus points to you uh, for coming in and, and soldiering through this. But yeah, so it's, it's, it's fun to be able to kind of meet up and network with comics. And, you know, you kind of hope if they come through St. Louis, you know, when you've got something going on, then they might swing by and do 10, 15 minutes on your show. And, and uh, so that's been, that's been a really fun thing about getting involved in comedy, is just meeting other people and, yeah. and doing that whole networking thing. It's not exactly the where'd you go to high school thing, but it's close. Yeah. You know, oh, you know this comic? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Done their show, yeah. Oh, put how in, do you know this person? Yeah, yeah. put in a good word yeah. for me. I'd like to, you know, I'm going to be out in that area, and I'd love yeah. to get some stage time if they can do that. So, yeah, yeah. so that's that's kind of a, a fun yeah. thing. Uh, basically, uh, the awesome stuff I got through uh, someone who had been uh, an Airbnb guest. It was a nice. Guy, yeah, so, yeah. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah. Well, that is... Uh, that is uh, Comedy in a Nutshell from Tom Brown. Ooh. Um, we are going to talk, as we do every, uh, every week on this show, about what's going on in the St. Louis comedy community. Um, we'll get to uh, the South City Comedy Series in a minute here, but I want to talk first. Uh, the way we do this is uh, we talk about all of the comedy shows that are going on uh, during the week in which this show drops. Uh, and since this show drops on Friday, May the 3rd, uh, I, of course, am finding an avenue to promote my own show, the initial, the inaugural installment of the Clayton Comedy Series at Kingside After Dark. 
in the uh, Clayton on the Park uh, high rise right there at uh, Bonham and Brentwood Boulevard. That's at 9 p.m. That's a free show. Uh, Clayton Comedy Series at Kingside Diner after dark. Michaela Moore is on that with me, as is Rich Braun. And Chris Sear is your headliner for that. Again, 9 p.m., free show. On Saturday, May the 4th, 7.30 p.m., Laughs for Veterans at the Deloge VFW Hall in St. Francis County. Uh, that show is produced and hosted by Nate Barron, uh, Adam Thacker, is going to be on that show. I am uh, going to be the feature on that show, and Duke Taylor is the headliner. Uh, $5 with a portion of those proceeds going uh, to veterans-related charities. Also at 7.30, the first installment of the comedy juggernaut that is the South City Comedy Series, the open mic, uh, is at Will 7:30. not be happening this week. The open mic will not be happening at 7.30. <laughs> On on the uh, South uh, City Comedy, it's starting series. at nine o'clock this week. Oh, uh, this week it's yeah, starting it's at nine. Com- it's free comic book day, and they have a bunch of events going on until nine o'clock uh-huh. on Saturday. So no open mic at all this yeah, week. Yeah, no open mic at all this week. But come enjoy free comic book day. They're going to have a DJ. Oh, yeah. very nice. And then c- comedy at nine. Comedy at nine. Who's on this week? We got J.C. Sabala. Oh, I know that guy. Patrick Brandmeier. Helen Riker from, I believe, Kansas. She's coming through to go to a festival out on the East Coast. And with her special guest, Randy Rowley. Randy Rowley. Okay, not to be confused with Casey icon Randy Rayley. Definitely not. So, all right. So, that's 9 o'clock. 9 o'clock on Saturday night. Not at 7.30. And do not bring your notebooks because there is no open mic that night. Although, uh, come by for free comic books. And then... Buy a comic book. Support the people that yeah. support local and comedy. Buy a beer, or buy a beer there, too. Buy a, beer, buy a beer. Buy a can of wine. Buy a can of CBD seltzer. I think they've got that there yeah. now. They're not carrying the Park Avenue coffee uh, uh, cold brew anymore, yeah. though. So. They, they're, whatever they have switches up every it's once a in a while. Yeah, it's a rotating selection. selection. Yes, it it is a rotating once had a really selection. awesome Long Island and a can. Interesting. It was a, lo- that was a rough night for me. <laughs> I had uh, I had a craft uh, orange soda there one night that was really good too. So yeah, they do have a rotating beverage selection of the alcoholic and non-alcoholic varieties. Eight o'clock. It's comedy showcase at the shop. That's at the Improv Shop. Uh, that is a show that is run by Bobby Jaycox and Rafe Williams. Uh, it's a twelve dollar ticket. Uh, don't have a lineup yet for this week. Um, I'm sure they have a lineup. I did not receive it from Rafe because he did not respond to my text. You naughty boy. But I'll still plug your show because I love you. On Sunday, May the 5th at 9 p.m., it's the monthly Flyover Comedy Festival open mic at the Handlebar. That show is hosted by Tina Ball. There is no charge for that. Uh, it is a uh, show-up, sign-up type thing, so comics... Uh, Get out there and uh, support the Flyover Comedy Festival and uh, support the Handlebar. They have uh, very good pizza. Uh, Monday, May the 6th. Mondays, we do open mics. 8 o'clock at the Improv Shop for the Improv Shop open microphone. They can't call it the Improv Shop open mic because there is another uh, franchise called uh, the Improv, which has an open mic, and they told them they can't call it that. That's a free show for those of you who want to watch 30 Comics get up and flex their stuff. 10 o'clock, it's the Comedy Shipwreck open mic at the Heavy Anchor, hosted, as always, by our good friend, 
Chad Wallace. Again, no charge for that. On Wednesday, May the 7th, 10.30 p.m., it's Wild Card Comedy Open Mic at the Crow's Nest. Chris Sear, J.C. Sabala, and sometimes Quentin Wilbert, they host that show. It's wild, it's wacky, it's unpredictable. You never know who is going to drop in on that. You'll have a gaggle, a veritable gaggle of local comics uh, at all stages of their comedic development. Uh, and then sometimes uh, you'll get, uh, you know, some touring comics uh, will come in there. I know uh, a great formerly Chicago, now Austin, Texas comic, Rena Calm, uh, has done that show before. Sam Tripoli from Los Angeles uh, dropped in on that show one time, uh, practically incognito, uh, and, and did a hot set uh, on there uh, a while back. So uh, that's very cool. So you never know who or what you're going to see. And, of course... Um, that is also where I got my uh, 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 got my first uh, chance to to host a show uh, together with the gentleman sitting across from me at the table right now, Tom and I. Uh, we had the uh, Ivy League comedy show uh, uh, theme, Gus uh, Brown and Yale. Thursday nights, free comedy Thursday at Southtown Pub. That's put on by our friends at We Are Live, and I should say also our landlord since we use their studio, Jason Brennan from. Ireland is going to be on that show together with Kate Barton, who has red hair but is not from Ireland, is on that show. Brian McDowell, I'm sensing a theme here. Brian Patrick McDowell will be on that show and Nathan Orton. So uh, that's uh, free comedy Thursday. Obviously, no cover charge for that upstairs in the barrel room at Southtown Pub. Friday, May the 10th, the future is female comedy showcase. This has become a monster. Uh, this is at the Heavy Anchor. It frequently sells out. And when I say it sells, it out, sells out, I mean not just the performance room. They lift the garage door and the entire bar sells out. So you definitely want to get your tickets in advance for that. It's a $10 ticket. You can go online and get tickets there. This month, Emily Hickner is hosting the show. Uh, also on that bill will be Ella Fritz, Lauren Peterson, Corey Stewart, Jamel Jones, and headlining, making her triumphant return to St. Louis comedy after a bit of a hiatus, Meredith Hopping. Yay! Very happy to have Meredith back and in charge. And then also on Friday, May the 10th, a little thing we like to call Coffee Break. That's right. The Coffee Break Comedy Showcase uh, will be reconvening at the Monocle, as it does on the second Friday of every month, except for that one time in March when I was out of town and we had to do it on the third Friday of the month. That's at 8 p.m., $10 at the door, $7 uh, if uh, you buy those tickets online in advance, which by the time you listen to this, you will not be able to do. So it's $10 at the door. I am your host for that show. We've got Tommy Mosslander III, Libby Higgins, and Tina D-Ball on that show. So come out for that. That's going to do it for the Comedy Roundup. That is also going to do it for our show this week. Tom Brown, what a pleasure it was to have you in. Thank I know you. the pleasure was not yours because you are hacking up a lung, but I appreciate you soldiering through and coming on and doing the show. I had a good time. I hope you did too. You got it, buddy. Gentle listener, I will be back with you next week for another exciting installment of Impolite Coffee Break. But for now, this is Yale Hollander signing off. 
Have a great week. Goodbye.